Hey, this is another first for me, which I'm super excited about. This is the first episode where I am answering questions that I got from listeners. And today's episode is specifically questions on the Enneagram. I have three questions that are pretty basic things that you need to know about the Enneagram or things just um, give you a little more insight, but are also very important to know if you're going to grasp the, the Enneagram. And I can't wait to share them with you. So I hope you enjoy it and keep those questions coming. Who knows if I'll be able to answer yours next. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, hey, I'm so excited. My name is Tammy and I'm your host of Her Restored Spirit podcast. I am so glad that you are back. And today I am going to answer three questions that I got on the Enneagram. I love talking about the Enneagram. So when I get questions like this, it makes me happy that I get to share share this with you. And I hope you understand a little bit more why it's in your benefit to understand the Enneagram, to understand your number, which happens to be the first question, and how knowing the numbers of the people around you can also help you with your relationships. And so the first question is by Sarah, and she asked, why do I need to know my Enneagram number? She said that she's familiar with the Enneagram in general, but she doesn't really buy into the idea that everyone is one number. And what I want to say about this is that we are actually, we we are a little bit of every of the nine numbers. We are a little bit of everything and it's all connected through the paths, through the, the wings. And so really, if you continue to grow, then you're going to hit all nine numbers. You're going to have tendencies in all the nine numbers. However, you have one main number. This number is the first set of like sunglasses that you have on. Think of them as like every one of the nine numbers has a different color lens. And by putting that on, you see the world through that initial number. And your fears and your motivations are rooted in that first level. The other levels add extra personality. They add extra concerns and fears and the you know the behaviors that you do are are part of you 
And we can have nine people doing the exact same behavior for nine different reasons, which is why understanding why you do what you do and not necessarily why other people do what they do or I do things based on what they do, that really doesn't help your growth. And so what I'd like you to know is by understanding your number, you're just getting a foundation. It doesn't put you in a box. It doesn't make it so, oh, well, I'm an Enneagram one, so I'm always going to be super critical. I will tell you that because I recognize that I am an Enneagram one, and when I am stressed, I get critical of myself and those closest to me. By understanding that, and when I start to feel that, it's a reminder that I need to take a step back and see what what is going on in my life. What do I need to change in order to get healthy? And why am I sitting in my stress path? Why am I on a on a path that of that's not healthy and is not pleasant to be around? So understanding your number helps you understand your why and gives you a foundation that you can now make your decisions on. That's it. That's in a nutshell why you should know your number. Now, the question is, for the next question is, can I be two numbers? And Tracy asked that question and yes and no. So like I mentioned, you have one main number, but we have a tri-type. So we are a whole person. There are different areas to us, whether we are instinctual, you know, whether we are in the gut, the heart or the head center, we use all three in order to make decisions and go out about our day. And so we have one way that may be more intense for me, my gut, when my gut or my intuition tells me there's a way to go, typically that's my first reaction. Now, now that I understand that that's my reaction, I can, I know that I identify that. And now I can step back and say, okay, what is my head and my heart saying as well? Do they deserve to be heard in this moment? Or should I go with my gut reaction and move on? And there's times that I should, and sometimes that it's like, no, let me just go with my gut and it works out. There's also times that it doesn't, but you know, who's counting? But the idea is, is that yes, you are only one number, but you are a little bit of every number. You can have two main, two strong numbers. And in fact, you have a strong number in each of the centers. So in the gut, the heart, and the head center. Those are called tri-types. So when you're a tri, when you're looking, and this is going deeper into the Enneagram, but this also, there's a lot of people who really grasp it from this point because they realize, okay, like I'm an Enneagram one, but I also have either two, three, or four as my second or third number. And then I have a five, six, and seven as well as either my second or third number. So to make this a little clearer, you have a main number in each of the three centers. And so for me, I 
I believe, and I've and I'm still trying to settle on it because I feel that as I'm growing, I can pull out more and I see how other numbers can play a part in my life. But I believe that I am a, a my main type is a one. And then I think that I have a two and a five. So it's a one, two, five or one, five, two for my tri-type. And this just means that in the order of preference, in the order of the Enneagram, like those are my strongest numbers. And so I know, especially doing on here, it might be a little confusing and it's throwing around numbers. So this, again, this is more when you are studying the Enneagram or you want to know more, The you can look more into the tri-type and you can understand how you are wired and how it may seem like you have more than one number that is strong. And again, this is this is in depth. This is um, definitely something, it's a fun conversation to have with someone who else who is also studying the Enneagram and a good friend who's willing to sit and ponder that because it's just an idea of how does how do I work? What are my fears? And how do I react to things? Well, the idea of the tri-type kind of gives you that perspective. It gives you a foundation that you can stem from. Do you need to know your tri-type in order to know the Enneagram? No, you don't. You don't. It's fun to learn. And it's, you know, fun for when you're hanging out with other Enneagram nerds you can you know, throw out numbers and people like, oh, but no, you don't have to know your tri-type to get benefit from learning the Enneagram. The most important number to know is your own. So you can be aware of how you are reacting to things and how you want to respond to things. It gives you that empowered action to not react through intuition. It gives you that empowered re, um, empowered action to take control of how you respond and change the way that you want to interact with individuals. There's many times that I was like, oh, crap, like I didn't want to say that. Or there you go again, I did the exact same pattern. But by recognizing it, and deciding, okay, for next time, this is what I feel. This is what my intent, my initial gut reaction is. The next time I'm going to pull in my head and my heart and I'm going to do something differently. And that's how change really happens. So the third and final question that I'm going to talk about today is what's the difference between a path and a wing? And really it's everything. So a wing, um, I, t- I know I talked about it earlier when I was doing the Enneagram workshop. You have the mate, your numbers, and you're, you have two wings, one on either side of your number. And so if you are a nine, you are an eight and have an eight and a one wing. If you're a three, you have a two and a four wing. And it adds flavor. It adds seasoning. It adds a, an element of depth to your character. Now, do those numbers have to be part of your tri-type? 
No, they don't. Sometimes if you are like, if you're an Enneagram nine, your wings are both in the same tri-type. You're both in the, the gut instinct. And so like your gut is strong. So it doesn't have to be in your tri-type, but what it does have to be is next to your main number. So you hear, oh, I am an Enneagram five wing nine. That's not possible. Now, could they have be an Enneagram five with a nine in their tri-type? Sure. But wings are on each side and you use your wings throughout your life. Um, and well, you do it without even realizing it. It's just naturally in you. And there's sometimes that they're like one would be stronger than the other. And it may switch depending on circumstances, depending on your personal development or things you're going through. But there's also the ability to pull out both wings and use both of them to enhance your life and to pull the, the goodness from both sides and add character and depth of character and self-awareness to the decisions and your actions. And so with that, what is an Enneagram path? I'm glad you asked. So there are four main paths. And when you look at the Enneagram, you see all the lines, all the lines connecting. And you're just like, okay, what is that, that mess? Those are the paths. And each number has two lines going from it. And so you have your stress path, your blind spot path, your growth path, and your convergence path. So, and it goes from, you know, your, the stress path is the easiest path to be on. This comes naturally. It is not healthy. It is instinctual kind of thinking of when you are having a hissy fit, when you are throwing a fit, you are deep in your stress path. You are not only identifying with and falling into the unhealthy version of your number, you are also pulling from the unhealthy version of the number on your stress path. And so the idea is when you recognize that, you intentionally move to a different path. You intentionally move to a different way of thinking, you a way of being, and you do your self-work get your self-awareness and gain your self-confidence to get off of that path and onto your growth path. Now, the next step up is your blind spot path. This is one that I did not know about until I started studying the Enneagram. We always say, or everyone says, you know, you hurt the ones you love the most. Well, that's what this path is all about the people you are closest with, the people that you are, that you care for and that know you best, that those are the individuals who get to experience the blind spot path. And it's called blind spot because you typically don't know you're in it until you know you're in it, till you step out and you really, what is going on? And why am I reacting in a way that is not how I want? And why am I hurting the ones that I love the most 
and making them put up with the side of me that is not, that's not even fun. That's not healthy. That's not kind. Well, that's because you are most likely on your blind spot path. And like the stress path, this one's pretty easy to be on. It's easy to flow back to this path without realizing it because growth takes work. Responding versus reacting takes work and self-awareness. And you have to be intentional about your choices. And I feel like I'm kind of a broken record when I'm saying, you know, intentional and path and decisions, your, you know, behaviors, all of these things. But I say that to let you know that you have a choice. It may not be comfortable right away. It may take some work, but you do not have to sit in an unhealthy behavior or an unhealthy path. You have the power through recognizing, through intentional work, through self-awareness to step into the person you were called to be. And that is towards the growth path. Now, the growth path is what we want to be on a majority of the time. This path, though it doesn't come naturally at first, as you mature, you should be spending more and more time on this path. This should be your normal and As soon as you fall off of this path onto your blind spot or stress path, you should work to get right back on it. Now, we're all human. We all go through, even throughout a course of a day, maybe even an hour, we'll jump lines and we'll go to our stress path because we got some bad news or our car broke down or something didn't happen like normal. But the more you're aware of it, the quicker you can make adjustments, the quicker you can identify what your need is in the moment, what is your core fear that is being, that's present, what is your core longing saying, and how can you take ownership? And so the growth path is where you head towards the strength of your, the number you're connected to. And again, this is not the same as your wing, and it's different. It's a different path for each number, but it's easy if you just look at the, if you look at the the picture of the enneagram and you see the lines. Those represent the paths. So your goal is to sit, and to work from a place of growth, and to not only work from that place but strengthen, because at that point you are not only hitting the high side of your number, but you're also hitting the characteristics and the embodying the high side of your path, your connected number. And then the fourth number, this is the convergence path. This is the, you have arrived and you are at ultimate self-awareness and you are enlightened and able to tap into your whole being. As a Christian, I recognize that that's my goal. I also recognize that I'm not going to ultimately get there until I go to heaven, but doesn't mean I shouldn't try. 
doesn't mean that I should not try to know who I am because then I know how God created me. And I think it's important to know who you are based on who God says you are. And the convergence path, when I read about what that looks like, really it's the picture of Jesus. And it is the picture of how can I be more like him? Less focused on self and more focused on others. And really embrace who I am, my flaws, my strengths, my weaknesses, my preferences, also the things I don't preference, I don't um, prefer for the sake of furthering God's kingdom. And so the convergence path is one that I'm looking forward to achieving when I go to heaven, because I think that's the perfect body. That is Jesus. And that's what we're promised. But until then, it doesn't let me off the hook to try to work towards that. And so when you're working on your convergence path, and there are days that I look at some of the characteristics and at a small level, I can see how different parts of it I'm starting to embody. But then I quickly you know, get cut off in traffic. And then all of a sudden, like snap back into my stress path as I'm trying to make sure that I don't get hit. So instantly, we can go from path to path. But my ultimate goal is to treat others with such respect and honor that it doesn't, that I transcend my needs and do it all for the love of Jesus. So that's the difference between the paths and the wings. And you have both wings and you have paths. Each one add an element of variety and flavor and and just gives you a different perspective. And it's how you can have multiple people who are the same main number. But when you look, they can be very different. They can have different behaviors, different focuses, different intentions, but they're all rooted in the same core emotions, the, the same core fears and core longing and core desires. And it's their wings and their paths that they're on that shapes who they are in the moment and who they're going to be tomorrow. So with that, just to sum up, you know, why do you need to know your number? The more you're aware of why you do what you do, the more you can transcend it, the more you can make it not about yourself and you can respond in ways that you really want to, and you can grow like you want, and you can really step into who God created you to be. Because I believe he gave us fears and weaknesses so we can turn to him. It also shows us that sometimes these weaknesses that we have are actually our strengths in disguise or they protect us. And so by understanding that, I can understand how God wired me and I can say, okay, this is something that I struggle with. And it's, you know, it kind of goes back to, is this the thorn in my side 
that I have to deal with that keeps me grounded, that keeps me focused on God and not on self. Can you be two numbers? Technically, no. However, through the tri-type, through wings, and through your paths, you can pull in different characteristics from different numbers based on how you're looking at things and how mature you are, how self-aware you are, and how well you are either responding or reacting to different events. And then the difference between the paths and the wings are simply, they are, they're different aspects of the Enneagram that you can learn about, that you can, that enables you to mature and to step into who God created you to be. So I hope that those questions um, I hope that I answered it well for you. I know tri-type, those, that whole concept is kind of new to people who are not familiar with the Enneagram. So send me your messages, send me your questions, and I don't mind like breaking it down for you and helping you understand that more. But also know that I, I love talking about this stuff. So if you do have questions or want clarification, or if there's something that you heard that wasn't quite what I said, um, or I didn't say describe it the same way, like come to me again. I'm not an expert on the Enneagram. I study it. I love it. I'm certified in the Enneagram, but I don't think that, that I know everything there is to know. I also know that it's important to really go to the Bible for your identity The Enneagram is just a help to understand your fears, your core desire, your core emotions, and how God and how Jesus and how the Holy Spirit is actually the answer to your, to all of those core things, the core motivations. God specifically talks about in the Bible, your core fear and how he's already solved that for you. And so I really want to encourage you to dig in. I love when I come across a verse that speaks to who I am in Christ and what he has done so I don't have to fear. It helps me to understand how much he loves me and how much he is pleased with me and how I have a purpose in him that I can, that, that I can embody that I can use to give myself meaning and know that everything that I've been through is for a reason and it's to further his kingdom, to tell others how much he loves them. So I appreciate your questions and your comments and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you start to claim the confidence to walk in a judgment-free zone as you continue this healing journey. Now I want to invite you to look into working with me. I'm a full-time restoration and confidence coach with a background in marriage and family therapy. And not only that, but friend, I've walked it. As you heard in my story, I've experienced grief, loss, pain, feeling stuck. I've had the desire to break free from the fog and rise up again after the hurt, after the pain, and move out of the grief cycle to begin to wake up with purpose again and live a life of meaning and kind of rediscover who I was before the grief while I was uncovering who I'm becoming. And I have been called to help you with the same thing. So if you feel you're ready to step back into the light, wash away the old, 
not forgetting the past, but stepping into a new position of purpose, confidence, and identity, I would love to be your coach and mentor through the process. I only take a few clients each month and would love to get you on the calendar to help you navigate this journey. Email me at Tammy at TammyMarieCoaching.com. Until then, I'll meet you here next week with another awesome topic to help you claim the life that you desire. Don't forget to take a screenshot, tag me, share on Facebook and Instagram, and please share this with another broken-spirited mom who is in need of some soul restoration. Don't forget to rate and review. And until next time, take a deep breath and know there is hope. Bye, friend.